Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron, on this Saturday, July 1st. Happy July to everyone, and happy 4th of July weekend. Hopefully, everyone's gearing up to uh, get together and have some friends and family over for the 4th. Maybe a cookout, maybe watching some sports as well. The number here is 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com is the link to get onto the email. We're going to talk some baseball. The Rays, the All Star Game. When we come back, you are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45 day money back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865-800-291-2865-800-291-2865 That's 800-291-2865 Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Here we are, July 1st, and our Tampa Bay Rays are 56 and 28, leading the American League East by five and a half games going into the weekend. Uh, five and a half over Baltimore, nine and a half over the Yankees, 10 over Toronto, and 15 over Boston. So, we played ball in April, May, all of June right now. Still the best team in the majors, it appears. Love to hear your thoughts on what you think so far in the first half of the season. As you know, the All-Star Game will take place next week. So the teams are gearing up for that. We're going to break down the Rays and the All-Star team and who's going to be on there for the Rays. But as far as what the Rays did, the body of work this week, we took two out of three from the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks were in first place in the National League. And we went out there, we took care of business. Those West Coast games, you know, whether we go out there and play in um, Kansas City, the Royals out there, then we go out and we play the Diamondbacks. Now we're out there playing the Mariners. Those games that are on so late, very tough to follow. You know, you're trying to watch them, you're falling asleep, you're, the bats are sleeping, but all of a sudden they wake up and the Rays pull out a great game, a great victory on Thursday night against the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, we came back to win that game um, three to two. It was, and then of course on uh, Thursday night, we beat the Diamondbacks six to one. I think that was Thursday afternoon, I believe six to one. So, if you look at what we've done, like I said, we had lost uh, a number of games. We had a, a tough series against the. Um, the Royals didn't really play all that well. We had lost two against the Padres, two out of three. And then, you know, we'd be straightened things out, I think, against Arizona this week. And now we're out there in Seattle. And, of course, after 
um, this trip. They'll take a little break, get to the All-Star game. So, again, we'd love to hear your thoughts on um, what the Rays have done the first half of the season. Here's an email from Victor from Lakeland, Jimmy B. What was your take about Franco when he did come back and play after the two-game suspension last week that we talked about on the show? Thanks for that email. That's a good one. If you looked at Franco when he came back, he looked like a different person. I mean, he's out there. And the thing you notice about him, he's hustling. And I think, you know, like I said, he's young, 22 years old. He's uh, making every attempt, I believe, to be a better teammate. It's a learning process for some people, especially when you have the natural ability. And a lot of things have been, I wouldn't say handed to him because he's earned everything that he has um, won everything that he has accomplished so far in his uh, early young career. So it takes a while sometimes. And I think that, you know, maybe it's better that something happens now than later on down the road. I mean, he's going to be hopefully a Tampa Bay Ray for many, many years to come. I think that as long as he's with us, we're going to go out there and we're going to win a lot of games. But of course, it's about chemistry. You have to have that team chemistry to go on and win the whole thing. Whether you're talking about baseball, basketball, football, any sport where there's a team, there's no I in team. There's no I in Wander Franco this week either. He went out there and he proved to me that he's going to get back on track and he's going to have a good second half of the season. So, you know, another email here. Jimmy B, what do you think the Rays will do the second half of the season? Well, I think, and that was from Lynn from um, Plant City. Lynn, I think as far as what they're going to do for the second half is hopefully more the same as they did from the first half of the season. If you look what made the Rays able to be in first place. First team to win 10 games, 20 games, 30 games, 40 games, now 50 games. What what got them there? It was a combination. Everyone contributing. Whether you look at McClanahan, who was you know, trying to get his 12th win this weekend. Well, whether you look at the rest of the pitching staff. Yeah, we've had some setbacks, no doubt. Some injuries. Uh, that's a conversation we're going to have as well. Why all the injuries to the race pitching staff? And not just race pitchers, but pitchers across the the league are you know getting injured. What's going on with that? But you know, back to the point here. The Rays in the first half, everyone has contributed, and we're going to have to be able to do the same thing for the second half of the season. When you win, you know, fifty six games, you're doing something right, no doubt. But it's a tough division. Baltimore is only five and a half games back, like we stated. They have 48 wins. So, no, they're having a great season. Plus, their bullpen, their closers, I think, are a little bit tougher right now than ours. So I give them the nod in that um, category at the time. But it's not to say that we can't improve on that and you know, take advantage of some of those things in the second half of the season. Uh, if you look at what the Rays have done, um, you have people like Yandy Diaz on base percentage of 407, slugging percentage of 515, Jose Siri, 15 home runs. That's a team leader. RBIs are Rosarina with 54. So you, you got some guys that are putting up some some stats. Luke Rayleigh had that sweet home run in the win the other night against the Diamondbacks. You know, Franco, 
you know, he's still batting um, 285 right now. You have Paredes had that big hit the other night. No batting, two, averaging 264. Diaz, 318. Obviously, he's the one of the leaders of the team, and that's why he got voted to the All-Star game. We're going to talk about that here in a second. As you know, the Rays had two players that were able to get voted in to start in the All-Star game, and they were you know, Randy Rosarina and Yandy Diaz. Both of them are, you know, warranted, great picks. And I think that, you know, are they two of the leaders on this team? Absolutely. When you're talking about Diaz, there's a toughness with him that, um, you know, maybe a little bit more quiet than a Randy Rosarina, uh, different ways. But they both lead the team in different ways, and they lead the team in some different categories. But you also have to remember that, you know, one or two people aren't going to win the division for you. They're not going to win the American League Championship. They're not going to win the World Series. It takes a village. It takes the whole team. You need people at the, like a Luke Rayleigh. You need Josh Lowe, who's one of the toughest at-bats right now against uh, pitchers, opposing pitchers. You need the Paredes. Now you need the Francos. You need the Harold Ramirez's. Taylor Walls doing a great job. Franco is out. Walls stepped up. He doesn't have the bat that Franco has, but he definitely has the glove. And we didn't miss a beat on defense. Now Margot, Jose Siri out there. So, you know, we have Vidal Bruhan in, in right field. Gives us a boost once in a while. So a lot of different reasons why this team has the record that it has halfway through the season. You you look on the side of um, pitching. Now, we already mentioned about the... um, Oh... uh, trying to get his 12th win of the season. You know, you look at what he has done. I'm talking about Shane McClanahan. You know, 16 games pitched, 11 wins, only one loss. This guy's unbelievable. 100 strikeouts already. 100 strikeouts with the 2.23 ERA. And it should have been better than that, actually. Maybe he had one or two bad starts. But for the most part, I'd be surprised if he doesn't start the all-star game but you know you have him Zach Eflin what a deal we had to get this guy from the Phillies I mean he's out there he he has almost 100 strikeouts 91 I believe it is right now he's pitched 90 innings he goes out there and gives you strong strong starts all the time quality starts 15 and nine quality starts I should say he's got nine wins and only three losses so he goes out there and he pitches every game hard every game you can count on him to have a quality start now Taj Bradley out there he's been a welcome addition he's five and four you have Yanni Torinos obviously he's out there doing a great job for us so you know what's it going to take it's going to take everyone like we talked about so whether you're uh, um, on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball. You're coming off the bench to pinch hit. Now you're coming out of the bullpen to maybe do some middle relieving or to close the game. All those, every step is an integral part to this team having success in both the first half and the second half of the season. So look forward to seeing what they're going to do in the second half. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk some all-star baseball. We're going to say who made the team. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on the all-star picks. JimmyBSports.com. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. 
Pickleball Training Simplified is the Ernie. The Ernie holds 150 balls and shoots 10 to 65 miles per hour. Controlled by your smartphone, the Ernie has 24 pre-programmed drills that you can customize. The future of pickleball training is here. Go to the ErniePickleballMachine.com for more information. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Train, win, repeat with the Ernie. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, baseball fans. The All-Star Game is the 11th of this month, so next uh, Tuesday, I believe, out at um, T-Mobile Park in Seattle. So if you look, the Texas Rangers, they're setting a franchise record for starters to the All-Star Game, uh, the most of any major league team. And they're playing well. Texas is probably the toughest team um, in the National League right now. So if you look, the top club in the AL West, they're going to have a starter at all the infield positions except for first base. His catcher Jonah Heim and rookie third baseman Josh Jung are appearing as first-time All-Stars. So they're going to join shortstop Corey Seager and second baseman Marcus Seaman. By the way, it's Seager's fourth All-Star appearance while um, Simeon is an All-Star for the second second time in his career. So um, their previous high was three starters in 2012. If you remember when they had Adrian Beltre, Josh Hamilton, and Mike Napoli were picked. So the final round of the voting was announced on Thursday evening, and they revealed three starters from the Braves and three from the uh, Dodgers. Well, the Major League Baseball leading Tampa Bay Rays are going to have two starters, Yandy Diaz and Randy Azarina, as we talked about before. So the Arizona Diamondbacks rookie Corbin Carroll made the team as a starter in the outfield, where he's going to join veterans Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna Jr. for the National League. Jung and Carroll are the first two rookie position players to start in an all-star game since the Cubs' Giovanni Soto and Kazuki Furukome in 2008. So if you look at that, now the, the other highlights from the second phase of voting included Dodgers designated hitter J.D. Martinez beating out Philadelphia Phillies D.H. Bryce Harper in a close vote. That was 53% to 47%. That denied Harper of the National League honor after his quick return from Tommy John surgery. So as much as the Phillies need Harper, uh, you don't need to rush him back, but uh, hopefully he's good the second half of the season. Meanwhile, Mike Trout earned his 11th All-Star appearance, while Nolan Arenado will be going for the eighth time. That's one more than Freddie Freeman, the National League starter at first base. So, uh, the Major League Baseball's leading hitter, if you follow him, Luria Reyes, also named as a starter, beating out brave second baseman Ozzy Albies. Uh, Reyes was batting over 400 as recently as this past weekend, uh, but that did drop to about 392 as of Thursday. So, Albies' uh, teammate, Sh- uh, Sean Murphy went out over the Dodgers backstop Will Smith to garner his first appearance. And of course, we have Shohei Otani. He's a DH. And Acuna were previously announced as starters after leading their respective leagues in the first round of voting. So they're going to name the pitchers 
uh, here, I believe it's tomorrow. Uh, Talking about the pitchers, that's interesting because uh, although they've named the um, rest of the team, they haven't named the pitchers yet. And that's interesting to us as Rays fans because, you know, you have a pitcher who started the All-Star game last year. Yes, I'm talking about Sugar Shane McClanahan. So who's going to start this year? What do you think? Um, It's going to be interesting when it comes to uh, the pitching staff you have in the American League. Uh, You know, of course you're going to have... Uh, we're talking about him down here, Shane McClanahan. He started last year. He's gonna, he'd be an excellent choice to go two straight years. As I said earlier in the in the show, he's got an MLB best with a 2.23 ERA. He struck out 193 innings. So, also, it works out pretty good because if the Rays leave their rotation the way it is right now then he'll be right there ready to start uh, when it comes time for the game next Tuesday. Now, of course, there's always competition for that. You have Garrett Cole. Cole might have the best career resume among pitchers who have never started an all-star game. And that, you know, that could pull some weight too. People want to say, well, maybe it's his turn to start. He's also 8-1 and one with a 2.78 ERA and 113 strikeouts. So unless the Yankees shuffle their rotation, Cole would be on regular rest for the all-star game. So if you're wondering, the Yankees really haven't had a starter since Roger Clemens in 2008. And one, you also have Louis Castillo. Why is that important? Well, he plays for Seattle. So if there's ever a situation where all else is equal, just in the ballpark, giving the home fans their ace to cheer is a popular decision. And you know he's got a 2.86 ERA, 108 strikeouts. So his resume is really worthy as well. He is five and six, so that record might scare some people off. But you know, you know, Magic League manager Dusty Baker really does have some uh, say in what's going on. Sonny Gray of the Twins, 2.67. ERA, he might turn some heads. You have Kevin Gossman of the Blue Jays. Um, you know, I think if you look at him, he's got 127 strikeouts. Um, now he's in contention, so we'll see if he's uh, eligible to pitch. And of course, the you know you got Shohei Otani. Yes, he's going to be the DH, but he started the uh, 2021. All-Star game, if you remember, in, in Coors Field. And, you know, probably, because he already started, he probably won't. I think the Angels are okay if he does, but I don't think he's going to. So, go to the National League. You have Bryce Elder of the Braves heading into the season. You know, who would have thought this would have been the top choice for the Braves? He leads the NL with a 2.4 ERA in his 15 starts. Now, you're going to probably have to shuffle the lineup a little bit, the pitching rotation, but um, right now it looks like Elder is going to probably start on the ninth for the Braves, so that would make him ineligible for the All-Star game. We'll have to see. There's always names there. Clayton Kershaw, Zach Gallen, uh, Yuri Perez from the Marlins, Justin Steele with the Cubs, I think, is a viable candidate. So Marcus Stroman, who knows? you got a whole bunch of people that are possible that could go out there and start. So that's what makes the All-Star game. No matter who starts, it doesn't really matter because they'll go out there for maybe... Uh, one, possibly 
two innings and then you'll see someone else come in and um, they really use all the all the pitchers to uh, let anybody get a chance to go in there and play. We'd love to hear your comments. JimmyBSports.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know what the odds are of McClanahan going out there and starting. Um, so I want to ask you a trivia question. What pitchers have started the most times in an all-star game? There was um, three of them have done it five times. At the end of the show, I'm going to give you the answer to that question. But name the three people that have started five times as pitchers in the All-Star game. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines, plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. That's 800-331-3981. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Did you have a chance to watch that College World Series? Uh, yeah, we were rooting for the Gators, obviously. They came up a little bit short. It was a crazy series, though. I mean, you look at the, the last two games. The Gators go out, they score 24 runs in game two, and then they come back and they lose by a team that put up 18 runs in game three. So you saw some great play by not just LSU. Congratulations to them. Florida, of course, but throughout the whole World Series, you saw some um, great play. Probably, I'll tell you what, that one game, I think it was the uh, Wake Forest LSU semifinal game. That may have been the best game I've seen, uh, especially at that level, maybe ever. It was an unbelievable game. But um, anyway, the series is over. Congratulations to the Gators on a great season. And I think that both of these teams, LSU and Florida, can get back there again to Omaha next year. So it wouldn't surprise me if they both did. Um, and, and I think that it's just a uh, feather in the cap to the um, programs. They go out there, they recruit. And how many players from this area, if you were watching, how many players from the Tampa area were on the Gators team and FSU and all those teams? So, oh, great sports area. And it's going to stay that way for some time to come. Now, let's talk a little bit about some uh, basketball. What do you think? You know, you got all these free agencies. Who's going where? James Harden now. Um, he is not going to be with the Sixers, it looks like. It looks like they're going to open up, see where he wants to go. Uh, if you're a Sixers fan, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'll tell you, uh, I think it's, it doesn't matter whether he stays or goes. I think that he has uh, a lot to offer a team in the right situation when he feels like playing. And that goes true with so many players, it seems, anymore. You have to really get them motivated to go out there and play. So if you're a coach in the NBA right now, is it about X's and O's? Uh, you know, maybe when it comes playoff time, 
to be able to take advantage of some uh, mismatches or to be able to draw up a, a play, a shot at the end of the game or um, a strategy, maybe running a, a triangle offense, if you will, or some double cut downs. But as far as right now, coaches in the NBA are more psychiatrists, psychologists, whatever you want to say, than um, X's and O's coaches, if you ask me. You're dealing with all of these uh, personalities, I'll put it in a nice way. You got these people that are out there, they've got all the money that they need. What are they playing for? Uh, are they playing for a ring? Are they playing for bragging rights? Are, are they playing uh, to not get hurt? Are they playing for each other? That's one of the things when you find a team, and that's pretty much what the Denver Nuggets did this year. They play for each other. You know, you look at uh, Jokic right now. You don't hear about him being out till four in the morning somewhere, um, doing whatever these 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 guys are doing. No, he's at the he's at his farm back there in Serbia, I think, uh, with some sheep getting you know out there as a you know the farm and doing all the farm things. So you know, the, the back to my my point, the coaches these days they're they've got their hands full. So with Harden, should he stay or should he go? Well, I think he was one of the reasons um, that the coach is no longer there. Doc Rivers is gone because due to a major part of uh, Harden not wanting him there. And now, look, Harden's not going to be there. Sixers also say that Maxi, they're not going to extend Maxi this summer to give them some leverage. We'll see what happens. The Wizards and Kuzma agree to a four-year, $102 million deal. The Lakers offer Reeves a four-year, $52 million deal. Uh, Grant's returning to the Blazers on a five-year, $160 million deal. It's it's crazy. Um, so, you know, Draymond Green back with the dubs at a $100 million deal. So the money that's out there is, is really out, outrageous, in my opinion. And um, like I said, these coaches have to go out there and find a way to put them all together and make sure that... Uh, they're playing within a team concept in a time when there's so many more you know, personalities out there and eye-centric versus you know, doing what's best for the team, in my opinion. We'll see what happens. All right, it's time to answer the trivia question. Who were the baseball pitchers that had started the most all-star games in history? If you would have guessed Don Drysdale, Lefty Gomez, and Robin Roberts, you would be correct. All three of those guys started five different All-Star games. Now, if you want to ask about the pitcher that pitched in the most All-Star games, that would be Roger Clemens with 10 different appearances, but that wasn't the uh, original question. So, well, guys, that's all the time we have today. I want to wish everyone a um, happy and safe 4th of July Hopefully you have a chance to be with your friends and family and um, enjoy some some good food and hopefully the weather uh, eases up a little bit. This heat is crazy right now and uh, if you do have issues with the heat, please stay inside and, and take care of yourselves. As always, stay vigilant, stay safe. Above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next time in the gymnasium. Have a great weekend.